Hey everyone, this is Faith and Joe from Pause Points Podcast Reviews Batman v Superman. So it's been about a week since the movie came out, and we're just now getting around to our review. Yeah, that will not be the norm. <laughs> so uh, apparently, we'll get into it here in a minute, but apparently Batman vs. Superman actually got me physically ill. <laughs> I got a really bad stomach bug uh, as I was watching it in the movie theater and put me out of commission for the past week. So we're just getting around to putting the review up. Uh, we do apologize. We're going to be a little bit more timely about that in the future. Uh, I would say with the big movies during the summer, like, you know, starting probably with Civil War. We'll, yeah, Civil War. We'll even try to probably get it up the night before the actual release date. We, we usually get the chance to go see advanced screenings and stuff. So here we go. Thoughts on Batman v Superman, Dawn of Justice. Well, here's the thing. I, I've had time to simmer on this, and, and I actually, we've both talked about it. We want to go see yeah. it again. And I've taken notes over the past week just as things would pop into my mind of what I thought about it. Yeah, this wasn't as good as I'd hoped it would be. It, Definitely it, not. Yeah, and you know, I, I went into this pretty optimistic. I didn't have super high hopes for it, but I didn't have low expectations for it either. And by no means do I think this was at the level of uh, you know Transformers Revenge of the Fallen or anything like that. But I think it proved a lot of points uh, about Zack Snyder as a director yeah, that I feared. Yeah, one of the things that I wrote down was I really don't think I like him as a director. I think he has definitely his own aesthetic. Yeah. We've, we've known that from 300. He's a very he, visual director. He, very visual. Um, you can tell that he and Michael Bay both went to the same school. I mean, they have this <laughs> <laughs> this spectacle way of creating a movie. And you, you watch and visually you can tell that it's a Zack Snyder because it has that kind of different coloring that we're used to in one of in yeah. his movies since 300. It's got that more sepia tone, a little yeah, bit more good... dim look mm -hmm. to it. But when I think of great directors and great movies that they produce, it's not necessarily they have their own visual. So I'm, I'm specifically thinking about J.J. Abrams and Steven Spielberg right now. You go to one of their movies, and when you leave, you know that you've seen a J.J. Abrams movie. A lot not of camera because, <laughs> But not because of their visuals necessarily. Right. I mean, he has very different looks to all of his movies and so does Steven Spielberg but when you leave you you know you've watched one of their movies because it tells a complete story it has heart in the movie and that was something I was really missing from his, this just it, any sense of relatability to the characters like Spielberg and J.J. Abrams their influence expands beyond just the visual and, and goes into the actual story exactly. and the characters mm -hmm. there's humor there's funny yeah. moments there's there's levity and I just felt like I, w I was just dragged through this movie now we're, we're saying a lot of negative off the bat just to, just to start off with I'll, I'll say that I didn't hate the movie I, I, I enjoyed it I liked it we want to both go see it again get a second take of it mm -hmm. um, apparently it probably needs it right now that we're into the second weekend it's it's had a humongous record-breaking drop from first week into second weekend mm -hmm. which I actually predicted when we went to go see it the the first time around but you know it, it, I we didn't hate it yeah uh, my list of goods is as long as my list of bads but mm -hmm. I think my my bads weigh a little bit more heavily we can get in a second this. but I mm -hmm. well, the only thing I really wanted to say was that and I might please let us know what you think in the comments negative or positive but I I actually liked Man of Steel. I, I went back and watched it after watching Batman versus Superman, 
And it kind of a, had an opposite Star Wars feel. We had talked about going to see The Force Awakens. Or reverse Star Wars. Yeah, a reverse Star Wars. <laughs> While DC's doing the reverse Marvel. We, we talked about going back and watching the prequels. And Star Wars is going to be darn near impossible now after seeing Force Awakens and getting the Star Wars movie we actually always wanted. This kind of has an opposite effect. I went back and watched Man of Steel. And, and I don't know if Zack Snyder had a lot more involvement from other people on the set to make that film have a little more heart and you know not humor because we we know you know everyone's saying that that henry cavill is a great superman visually but character wise he's very wooden and i would agree with that but it's very sad to think that how much flack everyone gave man of steel that movie seems to have more heart and, and human pieces to it than this movie does. Yeah. And I specifically think about the whole conversation he had with his father, Jarrell Russell Crowe, mm-hmm. on the ship, about how that symbol stands for hope. And he's supposed to bring hope to the people. There's absolutely no hope in this movie whatsoever. This is the bleakest, None. dreariest movie in the world. And that, that prophecy of him being the one that, that actually... They will stumble, they will fall, but one day they'll join you in the sun. That's nowhere to be found. Like, mm-hmm. nowhere in this movie. And and I, I dare say that even the only reason this movie was successful is because Batman was in the title. If this would have been Man of Steel 2, I, I, I have a bad feeling no one yeah. would have come to see yeah. this movie. Well, I have some quick points to go through. We're going to stay away from spoilers, but some good things that I liked about the movie and I want you to jump in. Lex Luthor. I had no hopes for um, Jesse Eisenberg. He, he's more of an indie actor, I think. And just to think of him in this mainstream role kind of was counter to what I thought of Lex Luthor. But I really enjoyed his weird Lex Luthor. This is this almost a psychotic, almost breaking point Lex Luthor that he portrayed. Yeah, I don't know if I, I don't know. I would say indie actor. He's pretty he's pretty mainstream, but he's played a lot of um, dulled down dramatic, more dramatic mm-hmm. roles. I mean, he's been in. That American Ultra comedy he was in, uh, Now You See Me, and, yeah. and you know, he's he, done some He always plays stuff, this, but... this character that's just a little off. Right, but very serious. Mm-hmm. And, and this one, he actually, I think he actually put some work into this character. And, yeah. And he's he's definitely a psychotic Lex Luthor, mm-hmm. a very subtly psychotic Lex Luthor. Yeah. Um, and I think that I think that's one of the things that people are saying they, they're complaining about is some moments he was very lucid and others he was very... Like bipolar. Yeah, very bipolar yeah. in his performance, but I think that that was on purpose. Yeah, I thought he was going to be the part of this movie that I, I hated the most, and I actually ended up not minding him that mm-hmm. much. So, um, Another thing that I enjoyed, there was a legitimate Batcave. Yeah, that was really cool, actually. I mean, compared to the previous trilogy, the Batcave was kind of just there and they walked through it every once in a while. Mm-hmm. This one felt a little bit more essential that there was some investigative tools. Or it was just a cave with a computer in it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This, <laughs> yeah. this was a cool back yeah, cave. This, yeah, this was really a legitimate back cave. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought his gadgets were used well throughout the movie as, as well. Uh, let's see. Wonder Woman. Yeah, she, she, she probably was, was the highlight of this movie. When she came on the screen, it's like everybody in the theater was waiting to see her in her full costume and it was worth the wait mm-hmm. um yeah she was great she she did a great job both as diana prince and wonder, wonder woman in my opinion mm-hmm. she uh she and she's a very cool dichotomy to have against batman and superman with batman bruce wayne is his alter ego that's the person he's faking he really is batman with superman superman is like his alter ego and clark kent is really who he is that's mm-hmm. who he grew up as but with her 
it's very interesting because she is Diana Prince and Wonder Woman are kind of one and the same. She is the same person in both instances, and she doesn't really kind of carry the way that's the way her character's kind of always been. Um, but in this movie specifically, they took that route, whereas, you know, she's kind of like the same person. She doesn't really go to hide herself all that much in this movie. Yeah, I thought her her whole aesthetic, all of her tools, her shield, everything was really yeah, I'll cool. that. She, she nailed that, that mm-hmm. role. She did a great job. Um, the sneak peek of the Justice League. I mean, we it's called Dawn of Justice, so you know there's mm-hmm. going to be some highlights in there. I thought they did a good job kind of just... Just a little trickling peek that into in. that. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about that when you get into spoilers. But. Yeah. Um, but go into the bad. I felt like the special effects were just really muddy. I, there were some, it was so dark that you couldn't pick out a lot of what was going on, especially there was like a chase scene. It, I couldn't follow it as well as I could in, let's say, an Avengers movie. Avengers movies are some more, so much more bright and, even the fast-paced moments are really well choreographed, and I felt like that was a little lacking. Well, you know, I, the problem was, and this, again, goes back to me watching Man of Steel just the other day when I was trying to get over my stomach bug, but I was watching Man of Steel, and Zack Snyder, whether it be 300, Watchmen, Man of Steel, this movie, he puts an intentional dark, grainy filter on every one of his movies. If you go back and watch Man of Steel... On my big high definition television upstairs, where you can see all the details, even in the brightest day scene, you can see a dark, almost staticky filter on every. It's just how he he visually shoots his movies, and that's fine. Normally, I don't have a problem with that. It gives it kind of that graphic novel type look, but in this movie, it really hurt because the majority of this movie, there's like one scene that I can think of that took place during the day. Mm-hmm. And the rest of it is at night or even in the rain. And it's just kind of, it, it did not lend well to it. I, I I feel really bad for people who went to go see this in 3D because you probably even saw less of the movie. But yeah, it, that, that, that did take you out of it a little bit. Yeah, so. visually it was just hard to, it was hard to just focus on what was going on and, and follow the action. Mm-hmm. And just overall, the other thing that I would really critique, it didn't feel like its own movie. Mm-hmm. It felt like such a, a buildup. Like, you know, it's going to lead into the justice league movie. So it felt like that at moments, but even just the whole movie, I can't really think of a spoiler to say because I knew everything that was going to happen going into this movie. I don't think there was anything shocking. It just felt incomplete in some ways. And we kind of get into spoilers, but I mean, most people who've seen the trailers, this is not a huge spoiler. If you've seen the trailer, Doomsday's in the movie. And that should have been, that should have been a, a holy crap moment while you're watching the movie. They should not have released that thing. Mm -hmm. And in my opinion, that, that was a big marketing push because they were concerned about it and they they wanted to release something big. And Zack yeah. Snyder went on record saying, oh, don't worry, that's the only big bad in the movie. Well, watch the movie and, and see what you think. Yeah, or I listen think to our spoiler have... section, but it, it's, you know, it's it's not really. I think they could have played up Lex Luthor a lot more in the promotion mm-hmm. and really felt like he was going to be the big bad without having to even talk about it. I will say with Lex Luthor, I liked his performance, but there is a point in the movie where his actions stop making sense and they just kind of become stupid villain actions. And 
I liked his character up until that point, and that is not a problem with his Jesse Eisenberg's performance. It's a problem with the bad writing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it felt like there there had to have been some rewrites in the middle of production. It it didn't seem cohesive. It didn't flow well overall. Yeah, there were some rumors that Ben Affleck were doing rewrites of the script yeah. on the set in the bat suit, I and be he's surprised. since denied that. But maybe he should have. <laughs> yeah, maybe he should have done that. So, so overall, what kind of score would you give on a, a scale from one zero to, to ten? 10? Um, I think I'm being generous if I say seven. I would say a six point three. Six point three. Six point three. You get all technical there. I wouldn't go as far as a six, but a lot of people have reviewed it as a six point five. I would say like a six point three. I'm somewhere yeah. in the middle there. I do need to see it again. I'd like yeah. to see it on a little bit more of a clear screen. The screen I saw it on wasn't my, the one I'm used to, like a giant XD or IMAX screen. So maybe the visuals would be a little bit letter, better if I saw it on a better screen. Yeah. But I'm not counting on it. Yeah, you shouldn't have to do that with a movie, though. No, no. I mean, unless you're going to see, like, a bargain basement theater, <laughs> yeah. which we didn't. Yeah, it wasn't a dollar yeah. movie No. three months later. No, so. it wasn't. So overall, I would say 6.3. Joe, you'd say about a 7. Yeah, that's probably being generous. Yeah. So let's go ahead and get into spoilers. So here's your spoiler warning. Again, I don't think there's a lot of stuff we're going to say that's well, there's going to give there's away some, a lot. Yeah, there's but, some we can get into. But. Yeah. Okay, so. so big spoilers. Last warning. Spoilers for Batman versus Superman. If you haven't seen it, pause it, come back to this, and uh, and go see it. So all right, all right. So go ahead, Joe. Start us off on spoilers. So here's you you touched on the setup for the Justice League, and I think this is what is the most depressing thing about this movie for me is we've talked about DC doing a reverse Marvel and kind of shoehorning these this universe together as it is. Um, my issue is, with Bat- my biggest issue with Batman versus Superman after seeing it is my fear for what Justice League is going to be like because Zack Snyder is doing that movie as well and yeah. it has already started filming. Unless they pull a Superman 2 and pull him off of there halfway through the production... This is doing well this weekend because it has Batman in the title. If it was Man of Steel 2, it would not have done well. Mm -hmm. People will go see anything with Batman on it. I think the most reaction we got from anyone in the audience was before the movie when the trailer came out for the Lego Batman movie. Yeah. That that was was pretty much it. Like that was that was the that was the only time minus a few fanboy fun moments when Batman and Superman actually started fighting where the audience actually reacted. I think the only reason people went to go see this is because Batman was in the title. Now, it's had the biggest drop-off. I think it's setting records right now. From Thursday to Thursday drop-off, it's close to or over 80%. And Friday to Friday drop-off is in the upper 70s. That's humongous. The word of mouth is getting out there that this movie is not great and people don't like it. Um, yeah, I think the first week was just pure fanboy. I don't care what you critics think. I'm going to yeah. go see this movie, whether you say so or not. And I mean, I think that's where we were as well. Well, but, words, words, getting, words getting to the rest of the public now. That Yeah, I, they, I mean, all over Facebook, social media, it's They it's wanted there. this movie to cross a billion. And, and at one point in time, there were rumors and, and suggestions in, in, the, in the shadows that if this movie didn't cross a billion, they might put you know, a halt on Justice League. I don't think it's going to. What gets a movie past a billion is not only its international sales, which it's done well, but it's repeat viewings. Mm -hmm. And I don't think this movie is going to have a lot of repeat viewings just based on word of mouth. And that's what I'm afraid of. Mm -hmm. So I'm very interested to see what Warner Brothers is going to do. They've already started filming. Like, again, like I said, with Zack Snyder, 
Uh, one thing this did get me excited for this movie, and this is kind of spoilers, when they started showing pictures of Wonder Woman in the past and and you know bringing her up on the uh, that got me. That probably got me the most excited in the movie because I am excited for the Wonder Woman movie. Yeah, and they released that one picture of her with the other yes. Amazons and the Entertainment Weekly shot. Mm-hmm. It it was really exciting to see all of them in their costumes. And that is actually a movie that I think would lend itself more to the Zack Snyder Snyder aesthetic because of that sepia tone. Mm-hmm. Um, being back in World War One. It feels like that will look really cool with his visuals from 300. But at the same time, I think DC people need a break. Yeah. The, the problem is that Warner Brothers has latched on to Zack Snyder because he's done 300. He's done Watchmen. And they were trying to throw this up against the wall to make it stick as fast as possible. And they just latched on to him to make Man of Steel. I think he did a decent job with Man of Steel. I know people give that movie a lot of flack. But I don't think that carried over to Batman versus Superman. I think he is good. Very, very good. Because if you consider Watchmen, and Dawn of the Dead was really his first mainstream movie, but if you consider 300 and then Watchmen, pretty much everything he's done has either been a remake or an exact panel-to-panel replica of what is in a graphic that's novel. That's true. You know, and, and, yeah, he's, and that's where his visual aesthetic really comes in well. Because the story is already there. The history is already there. He's, if you were watching this movie frame by frame, it might look a lot better than when it's yeah. all put together. <laughs> or, or if this was based off of a graphic novel. I mean, there were there were hints of the Dark Knight Returns graphic novel in this. There was there was rumors that that's where they were drawing from it. And you can definitely tell there are pieces and parts that they were mm-hmm. drawing from. I'm not going to get this harsh with it. I, I saw someone in comments mention that it's kind of like a meathead thinking he knows what comic books are and just thinking he can make a movie like some frat boy decided he wanted to make a comic book movie after reading one comic book and I think that's kind of harsh but I can also see the point behind that because Mm -hmm. I don't think after watching this movie specifically he really fully understands these characters to the point where the fans can connect with them on screen because there was there was no character in 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 either one of these people Batman did a good job Wonder Woman was there, yes, uh, but I think the reason Batman was good was more Ben Affleck's understanding of the character and his yeah, performance than Yeah, and that the was one of the highlights of the entire movie was Ben Affleck as Batman. Yeah. I, I enjoyed his character. I thought all of his gadgets were really cool, and one of the things I wanted to mention was the, the bat suit itself. He mm-hmm. had a couple of different bat suits, and they were just really cool, and they, they played to his strengths. He was actually able to emote just with that half face. Yeah, yeah, he did a good um, job that you know that the batman cowl shows i just th- i thought he did a wonderful job and i liked him in the suit playing batman i didn't get the the billionaire mogul playboy vi- vibe from him mm-hmm. but i think that's because he is an older batman he's yeah. been through a lot we saw the shot of robin's suit in there so you can tell that the weight of the world has really affected how he acts oh, yeah. now um, I think he he did have one woman there in in bed like he as, drunk as a, up yeah as yeah a he panel. woke up drinking wine and yeah the morning, so he's definitely more grizzled yeah mm-hmm. but so but I, I I enjoyed his performance a lot yeah I did too the the other the other thing as far as the characters go it just blows my mind at this point in time and I really do this I think this falls on not even Henry Cavill as much as the direction of his character. Um, I feel bad for Henry Cavill because he looks the part of Superman, like through and through. He's an amazing looking Superman. Yeah, and he actually had a couple good moments as Clark Kent. He did. Yeah, he really did. But 
man, they can't they can't get his character and for anybody to care about his character. I mean, I love Superman. I'm the hugest Superman fan. You're of You're much time. more a Superman fan than a Batman fan. Yeah. Oh, big time, big time. But I can't I can't even get behind this 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 Superman. His they took away every moment from him that gave him a chance to show his character. I think that was reactionary from Man of Steel as but, well, though. I feel like they took that away from him because Man of Steel didn't do so well. They wanted to put the focus more on Batman. They didn't give him a chance to spread But that was the wrong choice. Bit. Yeah, they, exactly. they just needed to correct what they did wrong in Man of Steel as opposed to taking his words away from him. Because he speaks plenty as Clark Kent, but as Superman, the only time he talks is during his battle with, with Batman. The one huge moment that I was really looking forward to the most where he's actually going to get to explain himself, look, this is why I'm here. This is what I do. I love this earth. I want to help these people was the time he went to the Senate to go defend himself. And they completely robbed us of that moment mm-hmm. by having that, that bomb go off. Yeah. And, you know, he's just sitting there afterwards, like just a look on his face as he's on fire and everything's crumbling around him was like, great like he was just mildly perturbed that yeah. everyone in that building just died in a fiery death you know? yeah like, like there was there was not an emotion there should have been a scream or something just anger yeah and he didn't like go down to check on the people in front of the capitol building to make sure they were okay and explain listen i didn't do this there was nothing coming from him whatsoever mm-hmm. i mean it was he might as well have been played by a robot while he was superman and and I really I think that just lends to what I was saying about how Zack Snyder just really doesn't understand these characters all that well. Yeah, and I also felt bad just the opening sequence. There, were, I felt like there were three opening sequences. I didn't really get into the movie for a while. It took me a long time because I didn't know what we were supposed to focus on. And there was this whole Middle Eastern scene. I don't, I don't even know where it was. I don't know who the people were in the scene. I don't really understand the purpose of it other than to kill show, Jimmy Olsen. <laughs> yeah, other than, I didn't even know that was Jimmy Olsen. They didn't even say yeah, it at yeah, any point in time. Him. They just said afterwards, yeah, that was Jimmy Olsen. CIA agent Olsen. Yeah, really random. <laughs> okay. I think the only purpose of that was to set up that he would do anything to save Lois Lane and just so we would know that, but we already knew that. I didn't understand that scene. And then Lois had this bullet that she was investigating throughout the movie. She actually had a lot more to do this movie. Than yeah, I she did. She did. So good for her. But it felt forced that they gave her that thing yeah. to, to have. That whole, that whole the- Middle, Eastern, Middle Eastern thing was like they, they wanted a reason for him to show up in the Senate and defend himself. Yeah. The events of the first movie was enough reason, in my opinion. They didn't need to have that in there. Exactly. That was completely exactly. pointless and could have knocked probably a half an hour off the movie. Mm-hmm. Which would have been- and a lot of confusion. I was just confused as to why this was even in there. The players. Mm-hmm. I think there was a better way to introduce some of those characters in that same scenario just within Metropolis. Right. They didn't need to go elsewhere. And I feel like every movie tries to have this Middle Eastern element in it now. And it's not necessary. Well, when it comes to I understand bad the- things happening, especially with a news yeah, it's the climate. Yeah. We don't need that. Yeah. Let's let's just stick to a storyline that t- makes sense in the realm of this world. Yeah, everyone. Metropolis. It, everyone was reacting to the events of the Man of Steel movie. Yeah, that was enough. That was it. That, was, that was enough a great of a reason. Intro, man, that car scene. Yeah, that the was great from a that different was perspective. Really cool. Yeah, yeah, that was really cool. I, I love that. I wish they would have just stuck with it, but it pulled us out immediately. I feel like they should have gone moment. straight from Bruce Wayne's view of the events of Metropolis's destruction into the Senate hearing. 
Yeah. Like that would have made more sense. Like they, they, and, and I know to some extent, I think they kind of did. I got to go back and watch it again. But the Senate hearing came after the Middle Eastern thing. Yeah. And the Middle Eastern thing was the reason for the Senate hearing. Whereas, you know, what have they been doing since Metropolis is destroyed? What has it been over a year? Remember, it was like 18 months 18 or something. Months. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it was, uh, there was a lot of. And it was like they never even addressed the Metropolis thing. I mean, they, they did Not it really. in a moment, yeah. but I would much rather them have focused on how could you destroy all of this? That was much more destructive mm-hmm. than this. What was it like seven people or something in that one little village? Yeah. I'm not sure what happened in that village because they didn't actually show it either. Well, you know, I went when I went back and watched Man of Steel. It was very interesting because you actually watch that. There's very little destruction that Superman actually does in that movie. It all comes from that alien ship, pretty much more well, than anything else. Well, he and Zod kind of go through a lot of buildings. And they you do, know that there are people but that's way. that's a minimal portion of it. And and again, Zod does most of the destruction there. There's even a yeah. few points there where. Superman gets thrown off because he's trying to help other people. So I, I haven't noticed that that much myself in the past. But, and that's another thing with this movie that they didn't really show all that well was him actually saving people. I mean, they showed a couple shots of him, but it was yeah, like that was one of your biggest complaints about yeah. Man of Steel is like as they go through the buildings, as people are falling, he would he should have left the battle and picked up people and come back to yeah. it. Like right. he should have shown that he was caring about every single person that might have been getting injured yeah. in that fight scene. And yeah, he didn't do the same mistakes they made in Man of Steel they made in this movie. I mean, there's literally a shot when he's fighting Zod in the first movie where Zod pushes a gas tanker at him and he just kind of flies around it very casually and then turns around and watches it explode as all these cars are falling off of this car parking lot into the street. He's not looking once to see if any of these cars are hitting people or anything like that. And yeah. Like, yeah. but anyways, they, they showed they showed him saving some people in this movie, but it was almost after the fact. Like a shuttle yeah. blows up and he's just placing it on the yeah. ground. Or there's and a girl that he saves from a burning building, and it's just the the after effect where he's handing the girl to his parents. Well, and then and, all those people were like praising him. Yeah, and that was a nice shot, but still, like there was yeah. no there was no dramatic saves. But speaking of that, speaking of the faults with Superman, Batman. Did not do his share of saving people either. He yeah. was, there were definitely some deaths during one of those car chases. Batman is a straight up murderer in this yeah. movie. And I have a serious problem with that. Again, it, it's like Zack Snyder doesn't understand what these characters are all about and why they do what they do. I think as, I think he's obsessed with killing people in his movies. Like, he, I think he more is. than I anything think, else. Well, I mean, he starts with 300 where every five seconds someone's getting killed in that long shot of that slow motion shot he's <laughs> obsessed with cool deaths i think is what he is yeah like, but none of those deaths were really cool it was just the batmobile chase and people well, the were car flying. flipping on top because he i mean yeah it wasn't yeah there was not a cool moment in that whole scene but still batman doesn't kill and it's and it's amazing that they they went as far as to make that leap that he is killing people but they went overboard with explaining when the final fight broke out between the trio and doomsday that where they were fighting either people had gone home for the day or they were fighting in a completely abandoned area and there were no people around so it was all good there yeah it was all bad guys that died but still that was a huge leap to just have batman start being a straight-up executioner and not address as to why like if they would have said look you know at one point in time they glanced over to a shot of the robin suit and, and clearly there's a rumor that the Joker killed Robin. Like, if in this universe, I mean, there there has been set up for this in Justice League comics. There's been set up for this in the Injustice comics in the game. 
that where Superman in an alternate universe has gone crazy because Lois has died. And, and I think there was even hinted at that in this movie, actually. Yeah, and, I think that's what they were saying. And they should have set that. up Batman and said, listen, he went crazy after Robin died. He felt responsible for that. And his no killing rule went by the wayside after Robin died. They should have just given some kind of explanation as opposed to just making him a straight up executioner without any mm-hmm. any understanding whatsoever. So Yeah. And let's talk about that sequence in the middle, the dream sequence of Batman. So it was setting his up nightmares. Yeah, his they're nightmare. being called. Um <laughs> so it's setting up one of the big bads. It is. Um, also kind of a stretch. They're, they're, they're setting up Darkseid, which is basically the DC Comics version of Thanos. For anyone who's anyone who watched the first Avengers movie, the after credits scene, the, the guy with the purple face, he's also in Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, he's kind of the big bad that they're building up to in, in Avengers Affinity War. So and I think they're trying to do that, a through line for him they're in trying. this I don't think they're successful. No, No, I mean, it it, it was completely random and and there's no explanation really as to why, of all people, Bruce Wayne is having this dream. The first dream he has where he's being lifted up by the bats at the beginning of the movie, I think is just there to serve as a cool intro because Zack Snyder loves doing his cool intros to movies. He kind of... Missed out to some extent with that in Man of Steel because uh, it just kicked up and started. But if you watch Watchmen, the intro to that was a great intro. He's he's actually good at that. Again, why I say he might be good doing music videos and commercials rather than movies. The problem with this is that he had this this nightmare completely randomly out of nowhere. And we can, I guess, kind of assume that the Flash traveling through time and dimensions influenced his thoughts in some way shape or form it was a stretch it was a stretch because i didn't really understand that that was the flash i know afterwards you're like you understand that was the flash like yeah it was the flash he was a a blur i was thinking of a different part of the movie um i didn't (laughs) understand that that was the flash i you had some like battle armor on the thing is (laughs) they hadn't shown the flash yet they hadn't shown his face his suit was different i i did not recognize him as that and I'm so used to watching the Flash TV show yeah. and the visuals they have for that. It, it didn't match up in my mind. And I understand now that he was the Flash and everything. It just didn't, it was not told well in it a way. It was very hard to connect. Yeah. So so him showing up, it just kind of took you out of the movie. I wish they hadn't had any of that. They did not need that dream sequence. They did not need Flash coming from the future or the past or wherever he came from. I don't think they needed that right now in this movie. Now I think they could have saved that for an after credit scene or something. That was a clear that was clearly thrown in there to tie it into the Justice League movies. Yeah, but they they could have they should have done an after credits. Yeah, but that's not that that's my point with this whole reverse Marvel thing they're doing. They're trying to shoehorn this stuff in there. I think they could have done this better. I me being the the comic nerd that I am, I nerded out at this moment. I loved seeing Flash in war-torn battle armor giving this dream to Bruce Wayne that is that it, we're seeing things on screen that I've wanted to see for a long time. We're seeing the parademons. We're clearly in this universe Superman has teamed up with Darkseid and these there are apocalypse which is a planet in the DC Comics universe that Darkseid lives on. These are apocalypse style flames shooting out of earth and into the sky into these 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 alien spaceships and stuff. I totally nerded out over that, but I guarantee you 75% of the movie going audience had absolutely no idea what any of that was. 
And there's just zero explanation. Nobody probably even knew that was the Flash, like you, because they hadn't even been introduced to that character yet. No, especially that armor. If it had been in his traditional suit, I probably would have gotten it a little bit more quickly. I mean, it was red, and he had a beard, because he clearly hadn't been... I mean, it was very post-apocalyptic, battle-worn Flash, and we hadn't even seen normal flash Barry Allen yet. Yeah. So I wish I I wish they had not done the whole post apocalyptic scene. If they had just had the flash come through and say, Hey, Lois Lane is the key. That's yeah. all I really got out of that. That would have made a little bit more sense and maybe save that that doomsday or dark side. Yeah. Um I don't know anything about dark side. Um they should have saved that for later in the movie. I don't know where it actually would have fit into I mean, this movie. I would like I would have just liked the tease of him coming from I think the that would have been a good after credits scene, but And then Zack it was a Snyder, double it was a double nightmare too. Yeah. Like it was a nightmare and then he woke up and then the flash was still there and it was a second nightmare. And he it woke was, up again, yeah. It didn't work. It was very strange and it would have been better as an after credit scene, but Zack Snyder's gone on record saying he hates after credit scenes. But I think there could have been a better way that they could have explained this almost by showing Flash coming through a portal while he's passed out on the in front of the back computer or something. And almost reaching out to his head and influencing in some way, shape, or form. But still, that's that's such a stretch. And and for is this people, something that the Flash can do? No, 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 no. Thoughts? But I think it's just I, an, I, I think it's it. just an interdimensional thing. Like if you watch Fringe, Olivia Dunham had visions of what was going on in the other universe through her doppelganger. So I, I think that's kind of where they're going with this. But how are people supposed to put that together? They like, they need more context. That's how I'm justifying it in my nerd mind. So yeah, it makes sense to me. But And the thing is, you shouldn't have to have read every comic no. to go into a movie, have fun, and enjoy it. But this is the problem with doing a reverse Marvel. Yeah. You know, Marvel took their time building up this universe. But so they when also, they see... They also threw things into this movie that weren't necessary. That's the problem. They're they're doing things that are not necessary to yeah. the storytelling in this movie. Yeah. And 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 this is this is why even when when Avengers Age of Ultron has a hiccup in a random moment where Thor goes to a lake inside of a cave with a, a scientist and has a, a vision quest. I didn't even remember it. it, it that. That's why <laughs> it's been it, a long time since I've seen it. I know. That movie. That's why even as bad as that is there is some context around it. There are characters that people recognize in that dream sequence, and it's not as jarring. Mm-hmm. This was completely out of context, so I won't. We won't get into it anymore. It was. It, it was yeah. cool if you're a nerd and you understand what's going on here. Completely out of context as, as just a movie. And in that's general. not the majority of the people are going to see this. The yeah. Majority of these people are people that grew up loving Batman and kids. Kids wanted to come see this movie and see Batman and Superman fight. Yeah, that's and, all they wanted. And on top of everything else. You know, Marvel has taken the time to educate the 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 public, the movie going public that aren't nerds and don't know the backstories of these people, so that when they go to see every Marvel movie, there are throwbacks to other Marvel movies. Mm-hmm. They're There's trying to do to that with to. this, and it's just not. It, people aren't going to connect with it because they have no idea what's going on. And this is why the TV DC universe is yeah. so much better than the movies. It's. I mean, crossover after crossover on, I mean, we, we just watched the yeah. Supergirl Flash crossover and it made sense. And it you love these It was probably better than this movie, actually. <laughs> it was way better and yeah. it was 45 minutes. So they need to get it together or just start over. Yeah. I, I am excited about the Wonder Woman movie. That's the only thing I'm excited about right now. A quick aside, and we'll, we'll get off of this topic and, and wrap it up, but a quick aside, if you have watched... Or are going to watch the Supergirl Flash crossover. It's been about a week since it's been out as well. This is not a spoiler, really, but just go, 
make sure you're paying attention to Kara's uh, Supergirl's response during the ice cream moment. It's great. <laughs> She is just such she an adorable so cute. Supergirl. She is adorable, yes. Mary Allen is so self-deprecating. It's just yeah. funny. Their characters are really funny. Great, great character other. moments there. So. Um, so just to wrap up. Meh. <laughs> <laughs> it's, so, it's so sad and so disappointing. It really that is. It's, it's not what we wanted it to be. No. And I wish I had, I could say that I have hopes for the future of this. Wonder Woman, you are our only hope. Yeah, that S on his chest does not stand for hope anymore. No. Apparent, you know, with this movie. They need to get it back. Oh, and, we didn't talk and, about the biggest thing. And yeah. He died. <laughs> yeah, Superman. And Superman dead. died. Yeah. And that fight between Superman and Doomsday and Batman and Wonder Woman, I didn't even think that was that good. I I, I thought Wonder Woman was awesome. I love yeah, her she lasso. Was great. Man, when she lassoed, oh, that was cool. Again, at this point in time, I had a fever probably of like a hundred, so I need to go back and see <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, I think you kind of <laughs> <laughs> Don't remember any of the last part. I thought that the whole Batman fighting Superman premise was kind of forced. I don't think that either had a real reason to fight each other. Why Superman couldn't use his words Yeah, and explain what's going on. And his first reaction was to punch Batman through a building. Yeah, like he didn't learn on. his lesson let's, the first time let's around. Let's talk. And again, you're Superman. Yeah. You are stronger than him. Your words are stronger than his. Please just, just talk it out. A couple cool fight thing. His kryptonite blade was, you know. Let, let's that let's was get cool. to the point of this though. But, the, the answer to the question: Batman versus Superman in this movie would have been Batman. Oh yeah, would have won definitely. But again, Superman was kind of taking it easy because he didn't want to fight in the first place. But. Yeah, but I thought that <laughs> that was kind of a mind blown moment when he that said that was the Martha. best moment of the movie. My my nerd mind was completely blown. I had Holy never thought cow. of that before. They both have mothers named They're, Martha. Both of their mothers' <laughs> names are Martha and that was a great moment. That was actually a great character moment. That was And the when only Batman great went moment. to go save Martha and he was like, I'm a friend of your son, she's like, I know the cape. That was another great moment. And why they couldn't have had why more Why couldn't of they those? have more of that? Yeah. Sorry. Such a shame. Anyway, yeah. so anyway, Superman dies. Of course, he's not really dead, but... But he fights Doomsday. That was to be yeah. expected. I mean, I I kind of saw I, that I coming. I guess they want Batman to put together the Justice League. He's the only one that can that p- can put it together and have a reason to put it together. But right now, I'm like, why do we even need to put this team together? But there's What's- no there's no mystery because we've seen production... Sh- not production shots, but proof of concept shots. Justice League has already started filming. Superman's going to come back. And he's yeah. not even going to come back in between the movies. It's not like there's going to be a Batman movie or another Superman movie in between Justice League or a, War- I would a Wonder Woman movie. I would love for them movie. to have had a breathing but room. But they're not, they're not mm-hmm. doing that. They're not taking the time to do that. And they're rushing it. And it's, it's, it's going gonna, it's gonna to end up making it like a hodgepodge of a mess. And um, one thing I want to address is, is a big question mark everyone seems to be asking on the internet that I don't frankly understand uh, what's going on with the dirt? The very last scene of the movie, how the dirt starts floating above Clark's coffin. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a really big, you know, question mark for me as to why anyone's even asking this question. Anyone who's seen Man of Steel or even watched a trailer for Man of Steel knows that right before Clark takes off and flies, everything around him kind of has like an anti gravity effect. So we've seen this several times already, even in this universe. There's no question that that's just like. You know that inception ending is is kind of a no duh that he's he's back he's alive. Apparently, Christopher Nolan was a part of that. 
he was a part of the discussion with Zack Snyder in the ending. Oh, really? So I don't know if he's the one that said that that needed to happen. I did read somewhere that he did consult on the ending well, of John, this movie. Well, John, the Nolan brother is the one who wrote this movie, I think, in conjunction with Yeah, and of course, else, so. Christopher Nolan did Inception and Dark Knight the and, previous yeah. um, Batman right. movies. So I, I guess that was his ode to That Inception. makes sense. Yeah. That makes sense. But, you know, I didn't mind that ending. I think that was kind of cool. But the problem also with this movie was I felt like it ended three or four different times, or it could have. Yeah, it pulled a Lord of the Rings, Return of the King. There was, that was there a was long a, ending to there that was movie a too. there was a one oh crap don't end yet moment, and then okay you can oh you're not ending now, and it, oh gosh it needs to be over with now, and then it finally <laughs> did end. <Yeah>. So <laughs> so, but you know overall it, it was it was a decent movie. Like I said, I'd give it around a seven. We're gonna go watch it again. Uh, Kevin Smith who's actually directing, you know, he's an ultra uber nerd. He's he's been one for quite some time. He's actually going to be directing an episode of The Flash coming up here soon, but he oh, went on record awesome. saying that he did not like it the first time around, but then he went on record again a second time on another podcast, I forget which one it was, saying it was actually better the second time for him. Um, I think there were so many confusing moments, just the Flash moment. I yeah. now that I know what was happening, I would like to go back and see that, and it would make more sense to me. I think there will be a lot of moments that make a little bit more sense. Yeah, I think my main biggest takeaway from this is I'm I'm desperately concerned for Justice League. I at this point in time, I've loved that uh, Zack Snyder. I've been a big huge proponent of him in the past, but I, you know, whenever he's had a chance to do in a, a movie that's somewhat original, so this one not necessarily based on a, a specific graphic novel or Oh, for everything holy sucker punch, Ugh. not 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 based on anything except his own vision and mind. He doesn't do well, and I I am scared for Justice League. I hate to say it, but I really wish they would take him off of Justice League and and replace him with someone else at this point in time after this movie. But I don't think yeah. It'll happen. If not, though, Zack Snyder, if you're out there listening, please take notes from what happened with this movie, what the people are saying, what the people want. Pull it together. <laughs> Pull it together, man. And give us a great Justice League movie. It can happen. Get some great writers in there. Learn about the filters. Don't make it so dark. Make it fun. Justice League needs to be fun. And you have even said that. It needs to be more take, fun. Take a cue from J.J. Abrams. He had to fight every bone in his his being probably to take camera flare out of Star Wars. Yes. But he managed to do it. You can do it. <laughs> you can do you it can as well. You can do it. So there right. you go. We all know Zack Snyder listens to every episode of the Pause Points podcast. Yeah. So. so if he doesn't, get it over to him. <laughs> Let him hear it. We want a great Justice League Re- movie. Yeah, tweet this at him when, once we once we post this. So Yeah. yeah. So, all right. Well, that, that'll be it for us. If you have any comments, please just um, reach out to us through Facebook. We're on Twitter at pause underscore points. Email us at questions at pausepointspodcast.com. And don't forget also, if you like what you're hearing, tell your friends about it, share, leave us reviews on iTunes and please support us on Patreon as well. We're, you know, we're, we're trying to make this as big as we can get it. So any, any support you guys can give us on Patreon, we'd love. Yeah. Thanks you so much for listening. Yeah. Sorry, this was late, but we're going to do a little more timely as we said next time, hopefully starting with Civil War. It gave us time to percolate and think about it a lot. Yeah. And then when we go see it again, hopefully we'll talk about it on our next episode of our podcast. So. So, all right. Thanks guys. Bye.